0: So who is your example for life? Let's talk about that today, shall we? This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. We're in 2 Corinthians. Join us. So who do you follow as an example? Is it an athlete? A movie star maybe? Maybe a politician? Whatever the case may be, we all have these idols that we follow after. Well, today on Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard reminds us that Jesus is our example. This reminder comes to us from the Apostle Paul out of 2 Corinthians. Join us there, won't you, as we take a look at Jesus as our example for life. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today.
1: Let me read to you. Just two verses. He's been describing how the Macedonian church have been so responsive in taking a love offering for the poor Jewish church that is suffering horrendous persecution. And what a thrill it must be for Paul, the Gentile apostle, to be able to, in laboring against the wall of division between Jew and Gentile to be able to say, my Gentile brothers send you this offering in Jesus' name because we're the same. We've been made one in Christ. And when he's doing that, he's describing what a poor, poor church happened to do for the sake of their brethren. Then he moves into something that is astounding He used a poor church, now he's going to use the richest person in all the universe to say how he gives when he gives. I've picked about the poorest church I know of, that out of their deep poverty, they gave, and this astounds me, they gave, and they gave beyond themselves. How do you give beyond yourself? I don't know. When you don't have it to start with, they gave, oh, by the way, they first gave themselves to the Lord. I I get that. But then they gave beyond their ability to give. How do you give beyond your ability to give? When you get that figured out, let me know. That is an amazing statement. A poor church that gave beyond their ability to give. Whatever that is. However much. He never does talk about amounts. God could care less about amounts, cares about heart and inward motivation. Then he comes to the richest person who ever gave and could give, and he says, verse 8, I am not commanding you, and I wish I could on giving. I said, give, and you'd already be looking for another church. Because to tell Americans to do anything is tough, but especially giving. You can't command because you would end grace giving. We're not under law. We're not under command. We're under higher motivation. It says here, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. You said you wanted to help. Well, let me tell you if a poorer church than you have already done it. I thought you ought to know it. For you know the grace of... Of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich. Yet for your sake. He became poor. That you through his poverty. Might become rich. Before we try to. Look at the application and meaning of this verse. Uh, I thought of it's quite striking when you use Jesus. Jesus. As an example of how to give, and I thought of the common phrase we use, "Well, we ought to be like Jesus. Have you ever heard that? And we say, "Well, uh, I want to be an example. Well, let me ask you, have you walked on the water lately? If you do, wear pontoons because I don 't think you're going to make it. Go ahead, honey, claim it. Name it, claim it all you want. you 're still going to drown. Have you made any wine lately? Just turn it. He's my example. What is he the example of? Uh, it is amazing to me. He's an example on how to be a husband, and he never was a husband. Let me give you six ways. Just mention it, and then we'll go back to Second Corinthians. Uh, look at John 13. We just look at these And ways to be, I want to be like Jesus. Well, we want you to also. We think you'll be easier to live with. But besides that, look at John 13, verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? Well, it would be too hard to understand just washing. A, a Jewish uh, festival did not have other Jewish men washing feet. You had slaves that did that. But said, so do you know what I've done? Well, I don't think they did. He wouldn't have asked the question. He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Clearly an example. And you don't have a clue of what he said. If you don't want to understand it. Here I'm wanting to show you the full extent of my love before I'm crucified tomorrow. I know one of you is a devil. And I know every one of you in this room are going to abandon me tonight. But I want you to know this. I love you. And the means and the method by which I choose to do it is to stoop and take the lowest place in the room. And I, your Lord and your teacher, I'm going to teach you egomaniacs. Because if you read the full gospel accounts, they're in a fight going in that room over who should be the greatest. You read it in the gospel. But he said, I, your Lord and teacher. I, if I, you're my men, you ought to learn from me. And I want to teach you in this loving act, this servant act, I want to give you an example that you follow this. So you're never acting like Jesus when you're trying to go up. You may be acting like him when you try to go down. Jesus is hard on egomaniacs. Because you can't promote him and yourself at the same time. So you've got to make up your mind who you're going to promote. Then... First Corinthians 11:1, just write it down. Paul says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." So I'm following you, not because you've got a big church, you've got a big name, you've got a TV ministry. No, I see Christ in you. I see you following Christ, and to follow you, I'll become more like Christ. Now, that's quite a, wouldn't that not be a statement to put on your epitaph? We followed this man, and we became more like Christ than we ever dreamed. Is that happening in any sphere? Paul said, follow me. Not because I'll make you successful. I'll make you look more like Jesus. Three, three. Luke 640, 640. Some of the first servers said, well, he gave the scripture so quick. That's why you got to take notes. Luke 640. Never read your Bible without a a journal and without a pen. Your Bible study will improve 100% if you'll always have paper and a pencil and write down your thoughts. He said, anyone who's been fully trained, let's just go there. Don't want you to think I'm making this up. Six. 640, Uh, the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Who trains you to live for Christ? And if you've really been trained by them, you've picked up characteristics from them. That's why you get so many seminary guys talk about the prof they had in school and this one impacted them and that one. Uh, Or those early people in your life that perhaps shaped you. And he's just saying the impact of a teacher is that you learn to pick up their habits. And there was a saying they used to say, is the dust of the rabbi on you? Have you followed close enough to the rabbi who is a peripatetic teacher walking around not necessarily in the synagogue, but just teaching. And disciples were following him. It says, did enough of the dust of the rabbi get on you? What is there about you now that says you've been trained by the master teacher? So it seems to be he taught them things to do that he was the example of and showing them how to do it. Look at First Peter 2 now. This is a fourth example. And the one that I least like. In case that helps your Bible study. Who cares what I think? 1 Peter 2. Look what he says here. He starts out speaking to slaves in verse 18. And there's about 100 million of them in the Roman Empire. When they conquered a country, they enslaved. And so he said, slaves in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example for how to get a bonus, leaving you an example how to become the CEO of the company, left you an example that you would follow in his steps. And what were his steps? How to suffer when unjustly treated. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate, and when he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Christ is my example for how to suffer when treated unjustly. Walk in his steps. Now we go to Philippians 2. He's actually told you in the Bible, I want you to think like my son. Think like my son. Well, how does deity think? Verse 5, Philippians 2. two five. A little bit different translation here, but I don't think it would throw you off. In your relationships with one another. That's really interpretive, but he's really saying, And when you have community life with believers, the body of Christ, this is the way I want you to be thinking in that community. Have the same mindset, the same attitude, the same way of thinking. And it's a present tense and it's a command. I am commanding you continuously think this way among yourselves. This is to be the way believers think among yourselves. Some people don't think you have a good church unless you're fighting all the time. Too many yes men. I hear the Bible say, be of like mind. Mind the same things. Not give everybody their way. Are you minding the things of Christ? And when he lists the mind of Christ, he lists seven ways he stooped and he came down. Watch what it says. Who being in very nature God, so he's God. Did not consider equality with God something to be held on to at all costs. He wasn't saying, oh, I'm deity, but I might lose it. I might lose it. He said, oh, no, I never have to grasp hold of what I am. I am God. And I don't have to hold on to it that I can lose it any moment. No possibility. Then he goes on. Rather, he made himself nothing famous arguments. There's been reams of paper written on that one word. It's called the kenosis theory. What did he empty himself up? It said he emptied him. What? Did he give up his deity? Impossible. What did he give up? What did he? He gave up himself. I've heard it illustrated. It's by the time he went to heaven, if you turn the jar of his humanity upside down there wouldn't be a drop left he was poured out as much as a human being could, he emptied I have no more to give I gave everything I had to give I emptied myself I want you to think this way, don't insult me by that, you don't want to be like Jesus this is how he he commands this church because he starts out, listen if there's any encouragement Then make my joy complete by being like-minded. I want my way. I don't like your way. Are you like Jesus? Let's forget your way. Are you like-minded in God's house, in God's things? Not your way. None of you died to start a church. This church wouldn't exist because of you, nor me. Jesus plants churches. Jesus laid the foundation in his own blood. And his own pouring out. So he goes on. He made himself nothing. He took on the nature of a servant. And it means a slave. And the nature. It's interesting. He took on this nature. uh, Which means. The nature of a servant. He was thinking like a servant. Before he ever came to the earth. When was Jesus. Seeing himself as a servant. Before he ever came. Or do you see this? The father says, it's time for you to go. Do you see it that way? Or the angel says, we'll drag you down there. We know you don't want to go, but we'll drag you to it. He said, I was already thinking like a slave from the foundation of the world. I'd already said yes in the divine counsel of the Father and the Spirit. I will go. I want to go. And I will go in your will. I want you Christians to think that way when you're together. i tell you, I've seen more cantankerous. I've seen very few in this church over 47 years. It's been Remarkable. But I've seen churches that I just soon join uh, a club, uh, give me uh, access to some gang club that has to belong to that hypocritical fellowship. When it's politics fighting, fighting over this, fighting over that. Fight. So I thought the attitude of Christ would be on display. I thought I was among Christians. Hear me. Do you think like Jesus? If you don't, you need to repent or you need to become a born-again child. I asked my dad, how did you know you got saved? He said, I couldn't fight and hurt a boy anymore. I said, well, boy, you growing up where you did. And he said, they always wanted to beat me up when we went to the dances. I was a big farm boy. I was big for my size. And all these barn dances. They had always guys that come up. They'd always want to beat me up. Just because I was big, I said, "Well, Dad, I grew up in Richmond. Surely you're not going to let him beat you up." He said, "Oh, I was so big." He said, "I'd just scrap him and, and I'd hold him." And I looked the boy in the face and said, "Have you had enough?" I said, "Well, you should have at least smacked him." He said, "I met Jesus. I met Jesus. Well, I don't mind meeting Jesus, but I wouldn't mind throwing one punch." If I thought he was going to hurt me. Yeah, I said, I, I, I've never wanted to hurt anybody since I met Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I saw him in a church testimony. So said, if anybody wants to whip anyone, Dad Howard would like to be the first you hit. Because Jesus is in me. I won't hurt you back. What a testimony to give. That sounds dangerous. He'd care less. Because Jesus had made a difference in his heart. What about you? Are you still a scrapper? Are you still self-centered? Still all about you? No wonder churches all over America have plateaued. We've been fighting the same attrition rate that's going on across the country. How do you think? Do you think like this? I want to empty myself. I want to become, or the American, you're not telling me what to do. I know my rights. He knew his too. And he gave him up for you. I said, he gave him up for you. He couldn't be any more God than he already was. But he sure took a form that didn't look like God. He looked like a slave walking in town. And God sent his best gift. And we sent him back with five wounds. Says, he's not good enough. And I don't expect any amen. And you ought to be convicted to your toenails. Because if our self-centered existence... We need the work of the Spirit of God to say, help me to think like Jesus. I need the Jesus mindset. Or do you? Or do you? Are you above doing the truth? And he was found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. That upper room, washing, came obedient to death. Now, let's just simply do this. What was our poverty That he found. I would give you Romans chapter 1 through chapter 3. But then I think of Ephesians 2. And you who were dead in sins and trespasses. Has he made alive together with Christ Jesus. Who were by nature children of disobedience and objects of divine wrath. You by nature sinned against God. You by nature rebelled against God. You had no hope. You had no Christ. You had no future. Hell was on the docket. You were deserving of every minute in eternity you would be separated from God. And Jesus worked it out with the Father. I'll become poor if you'll save them. I know it will cost me poverty. It will even cost me my life. But to set them free from their spiritual poverty, I volunteered for the job. I was dead. I was blind. Well, what riches? He said, he made me rich. I'm still barely making my house payments. I'm still, uh, you know, we're still living in a bad neighborhood. But but listen, read Ephesians 1. What he said about you. And what it cost him is poverty. He said remember. Remember. When I found you. And the father accepted my voluntary poverty. Even as the death of a criminal. God has chosen to bless you with all spiritual blessings. In Christ Jesus. Matter of fact. I want to let you know, he chose you. He was thinking about you before he made stars. You were chosen in eternity past. You were predestined to become adopted as sons. And don't come up here and rip out Romans 9 because you don't believe it or understand it. He can choose you in the womb. And he doesn't need your permission. I am a Calvinist. That's what it means. Ain't no happen chance that you got saved. I've been thinking about you from eternity past. I've had you in my plan. And I part of my poverty, I said, I'm willing to go poor. Will you save this person? Well, what about their will? Well, baloney. God's will comes first. He just lets you in, makes you think it was your idea. But all the time it was his. So you get credit. I believe. You better believe. That's the sign you're in the plan. You must believe. And
0: you're listening to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we close out our broadcast today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the program encourages you in Christ and how this program is being used by you on a daily basis. Are we just a normal part of your radio listening? Do you tap into our resources available at our website? Have you visited our church? These are things we would love to hear from you. Take a moment, call or write to us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. You're also welcome to visit our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Take advantage of the resource materials I mentioned a moment ago. We have several. Again, truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also find information about Valley Bible Church right there as well, who we are, what we believe, worship times, services, and directions to the church. We'd love to have you join us, especially if you're not involved in a church at this time. Again, that's truthfortodayradio.org. If you're writing to us, our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And then as we conclude our time together today, we would also invite you to partner with us. This radio broadcast and the many resources that accompany it are available as you partner with us as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large, and you can do a one-time gift or make monthly pledges. No matter, we'd love to have you be a partner with us as we continue to minister the gospel of Christ to the Bay Area and beyond. So contact us today. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. And you can also donate online at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truthfortodayradio.org. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together for another podcast of Truth For Today.